0: I'm Mike Maloney and welcome to the CSRM Tuesday Talk, a monthly roundtable discussion covering a range of relevant topics in ministry and current events. Let's join Dr. Greg Linville, Dan Stoffer, and Greg English as we hear from international experts in the fields of sports, recreation, and fitness ministry.
1: Welcome, everybody, to another CSRM Tuesday Talk. Uh, We're excited today because much like last month where we talked about e-games, we're going to talk about kind of a different angle maybe for your sports ministry as we talk about fantasy sports. Um, If if you're anything like me, maybe you've been a part of this. Uh, They have exploded the last 20 years or so. Uh, It's a big part of a lot of uh, sports fans' lives and what they do but how can they fit in a local church sports ministry strategy? Uh, We're excited to uh, really talk about this, and so I want to introduce today's conversationalists. Uh, Actually, I'll ask them to introduce themselves uh, so we can hear from them and where they're located, and we will go from there. So, Andrew, why don't don't you kick us off? Tell us where you are, who you are, and, uh, and what you do.
2: Yeah, so I'm Andrew Fouts. Most of you are used to seeing and hearing me on here. I'm one of the producers for the show. I am a, work with CSRM as the director of digital resources. And then I also run Ministry Misfits, um, which is kind of a sister brand to all of this. Um, and currently we're in Canton, so.
1: Good stuff. It's always good to have you. You do a great job with CSRM and excited to hear from you here today. And then next on uh, my screen, at least, uh, Ryan, why don't you tell us about yourself?
3: Yeah, my name is Ryan Wolf. I am the president at Ability Ministry. We are an equipping organization that helps churches start uh, or advance disability ministries. Uh, so that's what I do. I've got previous background working in the local church uh, and love sports. Uh, Dan and I grew up same, same high school, same church, played played football. the same high school uh so long history uh and we've done fantasy sports together for about 20 years so um, excited to talk about this today i have lost many a super bowls
1: in our fantasy league to mr ryan wolf so this is kind of bittersweet for me so (laughs) thanks for being here and then last but not least andre tell us about yourself
4: all right i'm at East Point Christian Church in Blacklick, Ohio. I'm the youth and sports pastor and have been here from for uh, almost seven years now and uh, I've been doing fantasy sports. You know, I I can remember even in high school, uh, me and a couple buddies picked some guys up and um, I didn't know what it was, but I made it work and we kept score with all these guys that we picked up and I can't remember how I did. I probably did terrible like I do every year, but it it was fun. I'm a uh, stat geek uh, from the earliest ages I can remember. But, uh, yep, East Point Christian Church in Blacklick, Ohio.
1: And I've always appreciated how Andre has worked in fantasy sports in his strategy. And uh, Andre, I can relate. I remember being a part of the same league that Ryan mentioned when we first got started. Our commissioner had to add up points with a calculator, we think, uh, every Monday.
3: So
5: it's, yeah. it's
3: changed a lot, for and sure. And by, by the way, that was the only championship he ever won is when he tallied it by hand. So it's, it's a bit suspect.
1: Yes, for sure. So
3: pre computer age Yeah, things have improved,
1: uh, for sure. Uh, well, well, guys, I think it'd be great for us just to kind of start off. I'll ask this first question, and then Greg will fire some out as well. But I, I think well,
5: – it... Dan, I first just want to chime in for a moment. Fantasy yep. for me was a paper triangular football on a table. You used to slide it along and hold up the goalpost. And uh, we kept score very simply with a piece of chalk and, and, a, and a board. And then the uh, you know, funny thing about you know, fantasy sports has grown so much – the first time I did it was baseball and you had to do it every single day. And I'm like this. And I was living overseas at the time, you know, sports ministry. And I was like, man, this is crazy. And then my lineup, I was eight hours ahead of where we were in the States and I couldn't get my lineup straight. It was a debacle. And finally my wife said, you know what, why don't you stop playing and let me take over. And she did it for years. I quit playing.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, it, yeah, that the baseball fantasy is definitely something that can take a, a very, very long time. It's a long season. And you got to stay on top of that for sure. So things have certainly changed to even think about implementing this into your sports ministry as a strategy uh, might be brand new for some of you. Maybe some of you are already doing it. Uh, Maybe you're just here to kind of listen in and see if you should do it. And I think the first question we should ask for anything related to sports ministry is, is it biblical? And so I just want to kind of open it up. Can we defend this biblically from from your perspective? And I want to mention a quick resource on this that kind of walks you through a, a, a great process. It can be found in one of our CSRM books, A Theology of Competition. Uh, and we just want to encourage you to uh, maybe check that out if you haven't already. But it's, it's got a great template to kind of think through anything that you want to implement because we want to make sure that it is biblical. So let me kind of open it up to our conversationalist or whoever wants to dive in first. Are fantasy sports biblical and should we include them in our sports ministry? Dan, do you want me
2: to walk through the, the steps out of that book first? So that way we've got a, a template. Um, so this is coming out of, like we said, it's coming out of uh, Greg Glenville's book Christmanship. Um, I believe it may be mentioned a little bit in fundamentals of sports outreach as well. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of our stuff you can cross reference and everything like that. But you know the the first level is the idea of, you know, is the sport biblically defensible based off of the the rules that we've got? you know what what is the purpose? What are the rules that we've got? from there it goes a little bit further how are those rules implemented from there it goes a little bit further how do players interact with each other from there it goes a little bit further into how do coaches interact with the players how do coaches interact with each other how do coaches interact with the officials from there it goes a little bit further to how do spectators interact as a whole Um, And so we go from just looking at the rules to looking at how those rules are implemented. And then from the implementation, we look at each individual level. And if all of these things, or at least the majority of these things, we can say, you know, this is God honoring, or at least it can be God honoring, and it can be redemptive in nature, then we can say that the sport is biblically defensible. Uh, So that's just a little It's a very watered down breakdown. Dr. Linville does a much better job, but he's on vacation. Um, So that that at least gives us a little
1: bit of a framework that we're working with here when we're talking about it. All right, guys. So feel free to respond to that. Um, Is it something based upon what Andrew just mentioned or something that comes to your mind? Is it a biblically defensible
3: aspect of sports ministry? I'll jump in. Um, I like to think of, of the scripture, Hebrews uh, 10, 25, uh, where we are told to not give up meeting together, as some are in, in the practice of doing, but rather keep meeting together and encourage one another. Uh, I love the idea of fantasy sports being a part of a sports ministry, uh, because in order to not give up meeting together, sometimes you have to start meeting together. And I think this is a great open door um, especially for men uh, obviously fantasy sports is not exclusively for men there are a lot of women that play it but uh, when you think about meeting together in type of a fellowship type environment um, I think that's sometimes something that men struggle with and uh, if you can give them a non-threatening environment uh, where they can start meeting together build relationships it's a great open door uh, to get people one step closer uh, to Jesus so I think it absolutely is uh, something that you can defend uh, by scripture uh, especially as you think about building a fellowship environment uh, amongst people that are meeting together and there's obviously a lot of strategies uh, that go along with that I'm sure we'll we'll get to that and Ryan I would add too it's great to um,
1: you know include people of all ages I've done things with my son um, you know I think it's 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 fun and the whole family can be a part of it so yeah, I think that, that that's a great uh, start there for sure. Uh, Andre, I, any thoughts? The only,
4: yeah, the only thing that I'd add to that, and that's that's a great point, just that relational aspect that fantasy football has been through the years. But whenever I think of that question of is it biblically defensible, the only thing that I could find it being dicey as far as you know, there's there's some leagues that you put in a lot of money and um, mm-hmm. you you can. Uh so in fact some of the newer ones, you can have a daily fantasy where you're putting in 10, 20, 30 dollars. And and some, you know, it it borderlines on that that gambling and and addictive and, and just being that good steward of 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 not only your money but of, of your time as well. Um it can get kind of dicey. I I hope that we don't uh approach that line or um uh, you know or or step over over those lines. I know for our leagues we've put in a small amount, my just so that we can get the winner a prize at the end. And I feel like, hey, if you can't afford the the entry fee, which ours is three dollars, okay, the the <laughs> the high stakes of three dollars. You know we would just wave it, you know. If you can't, you can't, and then we just get a, a, a prize at the end, and and so hopefully we're not approaching some of those, you know, that you're really it's taking time away from family, it's taking time away from work, it's, um, you know, it, it's it's really, you know, hey, so I, I need to win in order for me to put food on, you know, it the, absolutely gambling can be a Mm -hmm. and addictive, and dangerous. I I, I think of that Ohio State quarterback um, Art Schleister. Now that's an extreme case, but but definitely we need to be cautious of that. I don't know if anybody would want to chime in and, and yeah, I think
3: absolutely I, as far as like a church strategy, it, keeping the leagues free, or like you say, very minimal fee. A couple of the leagues that I've run at our church, you know, some have been free, some have been minimal fees. Uh so here's an example of what some of our fees want to pay for, like a championship ring for the winner. So yeah. obviously it's not like something extravagant, but it's, you know, you pitch it enough that uh you got something to shoot for. But yeah, I, I agree with you, uh, Andre. Yeah, you don't want to go down that road, you know, getting people uh, stuck in addictive behaviors, but I think there's some easy guardrails that churches can put up uh, to keep it a fun uh, kind of entry level um, experience for people to build relationships and, and have an opportunity to, to get closer to Jesus.
2: I think that's part of why we wanted to do this talk is because this is one of the, you know, we talked last month with the video games as far as the stigma behind it, the the fantasy realm of sports has the stigma with it as well. You know, it's very, there really is no participants. There really are. I mean, the rules are set by the commissioner and they really are just, you know, statistics stuff. So all the, and the, so the interaction of the the fans basically are the ones where we really got to get into. And, you know, most of where I have implemented this ministry wise has been more in school settings and local church, but it's also been more wrapped around come March madness time rather than even the full season. And I know there were parents freaking out that the PE teacher was introducing their fourth grade daughter into gambling because I had her fill out a bracket. it's like, you know, it took a lot of talks with the parents to understand it's like she didn't put any money down. She doesn't even, she, she picked it based off the colors of the school. There was no, like she wasn't going to a booking, getting information or insider trading here. And the, the prize is going to be a, you know, she's going to get a Dairy Queen gift card. If she wins, you know, this is not, this is not, you know, something horrible. This is just a way for them to interact and to get more interested in what's going on in the sporting world. But just the, the stigma of the fact that there's, you know, at one point it was all paper and now it's all digital, but the idea of having to watch very closely and the outcome of a game can impact how you do the, the, you know, a lot, for a lot of people the worry is that it's the same thing as going to the racetrack. And, you know, if that horse doesn't win, we're on the street. When it really is nothing more than like we said before, it's all about this community aspect and being able to come together and just enjoy you know, enjoy something that we can all do together with, regardless of whether we are, you know, athletes or we're not, we're all able to join together here and everybody has an equal shot.
5: So let me, let me, uh, there's like three conversations going in my mind right now of, of looking at, at this. Um, so let me go back this way and say, uh, first of all, first question would be, what are the conversations that you're having as a staff person or a developer of, of a fantasy uh, league, a fantasy uh, March Madness, short-term experience or whatever, what are the conversations and what are the goal markers and what are the red flags that come in those conversations as you build this out? That, that would be my first question. Andre, you have any? Yeah, well,
4: I, I think that – I don't I couldn't even tell you what red flags we would have just because I think that we're all cognizant of you know how it could possibly go wrong. And I don't want to be legalistic at all as far as you know putting a few dollars here, a few dollars there, and what what you know what constitutes as you know not being good steward. But as far as some of those markers. Definitely build in relationship and um, have an opportunity to be inclusive of of some of those fringe um, you know members that that just share a, a you know a similar passion for for sports that that you do you know might not um, be able to do it or you know, uh, physically or get into involved in some of the sports ministries that we have, or might not have the time for that, but definitely, you know, online, it's, it's something that you know they look, they look forward to and have an opportunity to, um, engage with, with other people in the, uh, in the church, you know, that's definitely a marker. And then the opportunity and I, and I can share in a little bit of, of how we do this, but having the opportunity just to Encourage people in their faith. Uh, definitely, because there's a captive audience, there's a relationship built there. We've had an opportunity just to encourage people uh, in their faith, both in in word and and in indeed just interaction. So, definitely, those are those are. It. I don't know that we've ever ever won somebody to Jesus Christ you know, particularly, only, you know, through fantasy football, but definitely that's where it starts, those relationships. And, and if you look back um, at, uh, um, you know, we, we had this conversation down at this uh, reach gathering. How are we one to Jesus Christ? It was through relationships that, that were built in all different fashions. You know, this person, because he was coaching this, you know, he really encouraged me in, in my faith. I wanted to be like so and so, and you know, definitely parenting. But but it can be all different ways. You know, that um, this person, you know, was my music teacher, whatever. But those relationships, you know, can have a, a lasting impact. So so definitely relationships and um, having the opportunity to speak truth and you know and just encouragement in their faith for some of those markers.
3: Ryan, how about for you? Yeah, I think as you're building out kind of the framework of what you want your uh, fantasy sports league to look like as it integrates into sports ministry and into the church, uh, being that it is a virtual sport, uh, you could potentially, you know, participate and never meet another person. Uh, So I think as churches, you have to be very intentional about building in those touch points. Uh, a couple of ways that we did this over, you know, the 20 years that we had a sports uh, fantasy sports league at our churches, uh, the draft was always held at the church. Uh, so you're inviting people from your community that may not be connected to your church. They're at least getting in your church one time uh, throughout the season. We would uh, intentionally schedule uh, like a Monday night football party again to bring people together, to gather together, to deepen those relationships. So it's not strictly just a virtual thing we would always schedule a Super Bowl party. Uh, so again, to give people a chance to gather together, we would give out the awards at the Super Bowl party for the winners of the league. Uh, and then somewhere in between, we would also play flag football together. Um, so again, you got to just intentionally build those touch points uh, so it just doesn't become a virtual experience where you don't really have an opportunity to build some of those lasting relationships. And I, I'm excited to say that you know our league, 20 years I would, I would be hard pressed to find very many, uh, small groups, uh, that have lasted that long, uh, that are just, you know, strictly people getting together to study, study the work. Um, so I think, I think it's an awesome opportunity to bring people together, uh, with similar interests, as long as you're intentional about making it more than just a virtual experience. I
1: was
2: gonna say, going to say, go into our good friend, Bryce Johnson, um, you know, he over at Unpacking It, you know, he's developed an entire curriculum for, for exactly what, you know, Ryan and Andre were talking about here as far as how do we take a virtual sport and make it something that is actual physically happening within community. And so, you know, he – you you guys can find it all at uh, – I think it's um, He's It's the Fantasy Football Fellowship is the book that he's written. But, um, you know, one of the things he talks about is that – they, they make it very clear with their leagues that, you know, whoever you're matched up against, against that week, you know, you're supposed to reach out to them. You guys are supposed to share prayer requests, pray for each other, pray over, you know, whether it's pl- praying over something as simple as, you know, the players that are, you guys have picked that week, whether it's something more serious as far as a personal thing that's going on. But the, those kind of touch points that had to be decided from the beginning of, if you're going to commit to playing in this league, then you're also going to commit to fellowship together and that, you know, the, the taking it from just, okay, you logged on one time and you got your picks to, you know, now you're actually in in a you know, you're basically in a Bible study together. There's weekly devotionals. I think, um, you know, all these different things that go on to where it's much more than just you picked your players and now we just see how the season goes. But instead it's now you guys have, come together, and now you're in community with each other.
5: Yeah, they're, they're, those are key. I just think it's it, those conversations are good for us as leaders as we go into starting or developing or even reimagining, especially how uh, you know things have changed a little bit in terms of uh, – I know, at least in the state I'm in, like DraftKings is on every other commercial. Uh, that I see now. So you're having a rise in the, in the variety of those things. And so what are people going to ask us or what are the questions that we need to be ready to respond to or whatever? Uh, Andrew, I want to go back to the stigma question uh, with you because, um, you know, we, we carry a stigma with everything. People have an ideology of it. How, how do you market or how do you uh, put out there uh, to, to draw people into it and what and how to, debunk the stigma that we may be facing is there a key to that
2: yeah so one of the things that we did for the ministry misfits league this year was we were we talked about it on the podcast Um, we talked about it on all of our channels we just made an open league and just put the we just put the links on just about everything that we sent out for uh two or three weeks and then we also realized that our draft date was wrong because the season was starting a week earlier than we thought it was. And so then we had to change everything very quickly, but um, you know, we, it was very much just a and we, when we presented it out, to people we were like, look, we just want to give everybody a chance kind of like what Antoine talked about last month with the, with pastors game two. of here's a community where you guys can come. It's going to be laid back. It's just, come fellowship. You guys can talk with us. You guys can submit questions to us. You guys can talk with each other. You guys can, in, you know, in our case where it's more of a a para ministry type of setting, we're like, you know, you guys can just like my wife signed up and then she has, she doesn't even know what her password is. She hasn't even checked it. And yet she's, I think she's only lost one, one week so far. Um, You know, and so those sort of things was very much of, we just laid it all out from the beginning of, here it is. Come join us. You know, here it is. When I was doing it within the schools, it was much more of a, when the kids came in one day after brackets were done, we spent the first five minutes and I explained what a bracket was. And so we talked about what tournaments are, you know, we use it as a teaching experience for how, how leagues are kind of developed and formed. And then they filled it all out. We posted it on the wall. We had a couple other teachers that filled them out too. So now the kids are going to be able to beat the teachers. Um, you know, all those sort of things where we just, the goal for for me was always, we want to make this a fun experience and try to let people know, you know, we can do this stuff without needing all the extra garbage that we see thrown in by things like DraftKings, um, you know, off-track betting, all those other kind of places. Um, You know, so it's been very much more about we're going to communicate this from an educational standpoint when we're dealing with kids, we're going to, introduce this as a community outreach opportunity when we're dealing with adults. And if we're doing intergenerational, then we're just going to have some fun with it and just put it all out there saying, join us if you want. If we've got enough people interested, we may even throw, get a prize pack together. If we don't have a lot of people interested Oh, well, at least the four of us that joined can, can still, you know, go at it for 18 weeks.
5: Yeah. Andre, how how do you go about, promoting that and doing that
4: promoting it. Well, we, we put it in our newsletter and, and, uh, Oh, I have a lot of, uh, different databases of, of coaches and families that might be interested in it. And we, we will send out an email to those families as well. And to say, Hey, this, is what's going on this is when the draft is, here's the registration. Um, obviously past years as well as part of that. And then, we, we try to make it open, like, Hey, this is a way to, you know, to meet some new people in, in the church as well. Um, every year, in fact, this year we had enough for, for two different leagues. Uh, we have a, um, you know, a regular East point league. And then we also had enough, uh, fathers and children. I can't say father's sons because there's a daughter that's playing. And so we have a family East point league and that's been kind of fun. Um, you know, my son, my son is a part of that. And so we'll talk trash and, uh, you know, um, you know, in fact, he, he knows those guys better than I do because he plays the, the uh, Madden football. And I can remember during the draft, you know, we're sitting beside each other and say, I got a chance to take uh, Justin Herbert or um, uh, Russell Wilson. And he told you, all go with Herbert or no, you know, that's the guy to take. And, uh, first week, first week, Russell, I think, you know, Wilson throws four touchdowns and Herbert throws like one or something like that. And I was like, I thought you told me to take Herbert. Why'd you tell me to take him? He's like, I didn't think you'd actually do it. (laughs) And so I was like, thanks. Thanks, son. But, uh, yeah, he knows those guys better than I do. And it's been fun. Like he's done it for the last two or three years. And, um, you know, it's 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 just a fun way to watch watch the games together. I, I always think of that commercial and I couldn't tell you what they were promoting, but it's a father and son, they get in the car together and there's just dead silence. And then all of a sudden the dad says, Did you watch the game Sunday? And all of a sudden, you know, the son's eyes just uh, just light up. And you know, sports has the ability to, to do that, bring bring relationship and family together. I know that I get a call from my dad every time the Iowa Hawkeyes win a big game, and I look forward to that. And sometimes I'm the one that's calling him, but, you know, sports has, has the ability to do that. And fantasy football um, has the ability to do that as well. And not just fathers and sons and, and family, but, but you know, anyone that has that, you know, interest in, in the game. I don't know if I answered your question or not, Craig. <laughs> I think it was on promoting the, uh, promote. I think I've shared those stories whenever I,
3: Yeah.
4: hey, you should get involved in this, though.
3: I think there's, a, there's some unique different ways that you can promote and market uh, a sports fantasy league that will help accomplish a couple different things. Uh, imagine if you can get people beyond just your sports ministry that are on staff involved. What if you can get your senior pastor uh, involved uh, with it? Think, think about senior pastors in most churches today. Uh, they're, most of them, when you get to the larger size churches, they're hard to get a touch point with. Um, oftentimes their emails won't even be listed on, on websites. You know, they're almost untouchable. Uh, so what if you can get like a senior pastor, different pastors from different ministries involved uh, in a fantasy sports league and say, hey, see if you can beat our senior pastor uh, in this fantasy sport, you know, whatever the sport may be. Uh, I just think it's a fun way to, to get people to interact that normally wouldn't have an opportunity to interact with other people, expose people to different people on the staff. Uh, and it's a fun way to, I think, uh, to just, just bring people together under under uh, you know the umbrella of comp- friendly competition. Uh, so I think that's a fun way that you could market it and, uh, and get maybe people interested that wouldn't necessarily be interested because I think we've mentioned this before too, but uh, a fantasy sports experience like this is something um, that transcends gender, age, um, ability. It's all inclusive. It's probably one of the only sports uh, experiences that truly is uh, a fully inclusive type opportunity
4: uh, just to piggyback on that currently our senior pastor is leading uh the east point league and so i try to make mention every week i'll send out an email and you know I, I, you know just to have that that name or that recognition through the through these east, east point mail
5: and, maybe, maybe he maybe uh, he just has an admin doing it who knows nothing about the <laughs> team and it's just Lucky points every week. You know how that goes. <laughs> yeah.
4: Oh, absolutely.
2: Well, and even with that, um, you know, going into what everybody just said, even with what you were talking about there, Greg, is that the the nice thing with the way that especially online fantasy sports now is set up. Is that, I mean, this is one, I guess this kind of goes back to the first question you asked, Greg, as far as the process of planning out and everything like that. But there are so many different opportunities and ways to do drafts now that you don't have to know anything. You don't have to know the players. You don't even have to know what a football is to be able to do it and be be able to do well. Um, you know, one of the things that um, Dwight McDowell and I talked about is both of the, the, the league that he runs and the league that the Misfits are doing because we've got so many people from so many different areas of the country and across the world capable of being able to join us, there's no way to do a live draft. You know, there, there's, there's no way to do it. So we, we set it up, and because both Coach Dwight and I are much more of a strategic mindset for athletics, we actually think it's more fun to do it this way. But You know, we set it up where um, it's an auto-pick. You don't even get to pick your players. You find out who you have the morning of game one. And then you set the trade limits to to no no limits. You know there's no no salary cap, no nothing like that. And so you you at that point have to trade. You know make the right decisions to decide who you keep, who you, who you go after. You know what's what's a good trade. Um, you know you you can get you can get real good opportunities. You can get some real bad opportunities. I mean you know, you were just talking about the whole Herbert thing. With, with your son there Andre my my co-host ended up with with Herbert and Nick Chubb and I ended up with both Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and tried to trade him Brady for her for, for Chubb because I mean it's a decent and you know he wouldn't do it so if you if you're listening to this Brandon I'm still open to the trade if you really want it because Herbert's not helping you at all um but, you know, there, there's a lot of different ways to do this. It doesn't have to be where everybody's in the room together. It doesn't have to be where everybody's on Zoom together. It can be something as simple as come sign up, you know, learn, know what you're doing, and then we'll see you week one. You know, it, there's no, no homework that has to be involved, anything like that.
5: So you talk about uh, just in this scenario thing about I've heard some concept of target groups without calling out target groups. So this leads me to ask this question, because based on how you can build it, set it up, uh, and anybody can play in it, is it, uh, do you build it for recreational mindset? Do you build it for a different level of competition? Do you build it for, I mean, is there a tier system in which you do a target ministry off of the different systems? Or how would you, have have you done that or would you do something like that? Anybody can...
2: I would say it's up to, the, you know, this goes back to the mission vision stuff as far as the strategic relevance for your church. You know, if you're, you know, like in Dan's situation where he's in a church plant scenario, he's probably going to be better off going into where let's just open this up and see who joins. Um, you know, guys like, you know, Ryan, who th- this league's been going on for 20 years, you know, he's probably better off, you know, just, Targeting either you know specific individuals or setting up where you can do the tiers like what Andre's talking about as far as the East Point League and then the Family League, you know there, there's a wide range. It's it's all going to depend on what it what the the goal is for your church. You know we talked about this with the video game stuff also as far as if if you're going to try to bring this into your local local church setting, you've got to know why you're doing it. And if you don't know why you're doing it, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Um, You know, there's plenty of other opportunities for you to be able to join a league elsewhere. If you don't know why you want to bring this into your church, you're probably better off just going and joining another league elsewhere.
5: Yeah, I'm curious, Ryan, after 20 years, you're giving rings out at some point. you got to be handed bust. I mean, when when does it cross over from rings to bust? (laughs)
3: No, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And, and like I said, I have managed, I've managed several different leagues and not all of them have prizes. Some are strictly for, for fun and fellowship. Others of them are more competitive. So like kind of going back to your question is uh, what are you trying to accomplish? You know? And and yeah, you know, if there are people that are interested in a more competitive uh, league and environment, set that up for them because you don't want to have somebody that's super aggressive and competitive playing with someone who's never played before because it could get really annoying for a lot of different reasons. So I think if you're intentional in how you set things up, uh, I think it can accomplish a lot of good things. So I'll give one example uh, of something from, from this past season. I didn't join this league, but I was invited uh, to, to a league started by a guy in our disability ministry at First Christian Church. Uh, so here, here's the guy uh, with intellectual developmental disabilities that wanted to start his own fantasy football league to create uh, an environment for not only his friends, uh, but also people outside of this friendship group to to create opportunities for inclusion and to create opportunities uh, for people to get to know each other. Uh, so I like I was I was really proud of him uh, for setting that up. I just didn't have the ability to join one more league. Um, so, but uh, again, I, like like Andrew said, you know, if if think about your vision, you know, what what are we trying to accomplish here? Uh, mm-hmm. A fantasy league can accomplish a lot, uh, even even inclusion uh, when it comes to people with disabilities and and people uh, that don't have disabilities. Because I think a lot of times uh, in in our arena, uh, it's people shy away from interacting with people with disabilities just because of the fear of the unknown. They're like, I don't. I don't know what I would talk about, but you put them in a fantasy sports arena. You've got something to talk about that you have in common and you can break down some of those irrational fears. So it's, it's a great opportunity as long as you know what your vision is, mission and what you're trying to accomplish. Mm
5: -hmm.
2: There are also a couple of ways to prevent even like what Ryan was talking about, as far as some experienced players overrunning, you know, the rest of your leagues. If you, if you know how, if you know how fantasy sports work as a, as a commissioner, you can actually set your league up to where you decide what gets what points. Um, So like one of the things that I've always known is typically with a lot of fantasy football leagues, if you get the, if you get the top quarterback, you're, you're going to win most of your matchups because they're getting 40 points while everybody else is getting, you know, five or 10. Um, So one of the things we did within misfits without telling anybody was um, we I took the passer points down and upped the running points. And so now the quarterback is on the same par as everybody else. And if you don't have a good running game, you're, you know, or as far as your running backs, you're not going to be able to win. And there were a couple of guys that joined the league that didn't look at the scoring system. And so they immediately traded off, you know, big name running running guys to get a bigger, bigger name quarterback. And then after week one and they were didn't even hit hundred points, suddenly they were crawling back asking for their trades back because they they just didn't check. So there are ways to kind of handicap it and, and keep it more competitive. Um, and sometimes that can also be fun when, you know, it actually is gonna hurt the guys that are more experienced and actually allow people without the same experience level to be able to thrive and then that gets them excited and wanting to invite their friends the following year.
5: Yeah. And so when, when, you look at this, I don't know if there's a percentage or non-percentage when you look at your goals or your next steps, um, you know, does it, does it fall more it, it, it's up to the goals really, whether you want to be more fellowship oriented or outreach oriented, uh, over the years, uh, Ryan, you've had 20 years in this um, kind of how's the balance been of the outreach and the inreach process there for you? I think I think our leagues have always been kind of heavy fellowship uh, oriented.
3: Uh, there have been a few seasons where we had somebody step up as a volunteer that was writing devotionals um, that we sent out weekly to all the teams. Uh, which was really cool because I mean, at, at the peak of of our leagues, I mean, we had we were we had about maybe eight different leagues going on at the same time under the same umbrella. Uh, so to be able to kick out that many devotionals to to a bunch of guys that not all of them attended our church, and over the years, you know, some of them some of them fell away from the church, but stayed in those relationships. Uh, so just to, again to have a touch point. With, with somebody um, that may not be connected in the church anymore uh, was, was super, super helpful. Um, but yeah, we were, we were heavy on the fellowship end of things.
5: Andre, about you over your, your experiences? I'd say that question again. Just, just, just curious over the years, the percentage of outreach in reach, more fellowship, more focused to use it as a target community or just take whatever you get in between?
4: I'd say there's a good balance uh there's been several through the years that you know just hey I'm here because I was invited by this this friend and uh it's an opportunity to get to know him but then there's also been some that have been a part of it every year in year out and it's just been fun to uh you know uh, a fun way to connect each week and and just going back to, to the youth it's been great having. Um, youth involved as well uh every week whenever they come into you know our Sunday school class or in the youth groups we have something to talk about how did your fantasy team do this week or hey I'm playing you this week um you know and uh you know how how come you started this guy or didn't start this guy and or this guy's doing this and so it's it's um I and I'd I'd say you know it's been a balance uh, for sure.
5: Yeah, based on the use of uh, technology, uh, you're going to have to back that down to like third graders can start playing now the way they can handle the devices and <laughs> set things up. <laughs> it's a yeah. whole next generation ministry.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It well, And it's funny, too, that uh, going back to what Andrew was saying about, I don't know, making sure that the competitive level is. Uh, is similar. I I really believe fantasy football is kind of a great equalizer. There's definitely guys that can put a little more time into it that, um, uh, that are going to probably do a little bit more like this week. I didn't check my lineup on Sunday. And so I didn't start Dalvin cook or I did start Dalvin cook and he didn't even play. And so I, I do that all the time, uh, you know, and, and so there, there is definitely, good owners and, and bad owners but we we make fun of one guy because he won it one year one year he won it and he's really into it but he couldn't make it to the draft so he sent his wife to draft for him and that was the year that he won so I you know we we, we always we, we made a rule that uh you're not allowed to have your your wife draft for you anymore and uh so we laugh about that all the time and 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 fantasy sports has been that I've I've been involved for, been running them for, for 20 some years. And I've won one time, one time. Law of averages to say probably more than that, but I, I don't. That,
5: that reminds me, my, my old evangelism professor always said, you got to love uh, fishing more than you do catching. Yeah. Right? You got to yeah. love playing more than you do winning on certain areas like that. So.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I enjoy whenever, you know, I, I don't get to watch many Sunday afternoon games. It's just a busy day for me with the church and then youth groups in the evening. But if, if you have somebody on the Sunday night or, or Monday night game, it, it makes it a lot more fun fun to watch uh, for sure those games and, and interact with others. So Yeah. yeah.
1: In our remaining time, I think it'd be really good for us to to kind of talk through uh, some practical resources. You guys have done a great job thinking through an overall strategy uh, to get people to belong before they believe. It's part of our five B process with CSRM. But let's start thinking about very practical resources, both for curriculum and then even how to run a league. Let's say there's people who are watching this right now or who will watch it later that are thinking, I don't even know where to start. So and it could be in our country. It could be in other countries. What resources are out there? What resources would you recommend? And also, what resources have you used?
3: Uh, Ryan, we'll start with
1: you. Any practical resources that you want to share?
3: Um, I, I think I think any of your sports devotional type Bibles um, that are out there that I'm sure many of you in the sports ministry world have. You probably have three or four of them on your bookshelf. Um, I think a lot of those uh, are great. Um, and can easily be used, uh, whether you're sending out a, a weekly email uh, devotional or you're doing like a video type message for your league. Uh, I mean, obviously, if we want to share Jesus, that's that's what it's all about. And this is an avenue to do that. Um, so I, I, I don't know that there, you know, I'm sure some of you have other, you know, specific fantasy football, you know, sports type of thing, Bible type of things, but I don't think any, any sports Devotional Bible would be a great place to start when it comes to finding materials to to share on a weekly basis with the members of the league.
1: Ryan, tell us too. Also, running an actual league, what what resources have you used there? As you know, a different uh, it, could, it could
3: be fantasy football, could be any any
1: sport really. But what resources would you recommend?
3: I, I found that uh, traditionally we've used ESPN leagues, fantasy sports leagues. They seem to be super user friendly um they won't give you as uh as many uh things that you can adapt and 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 tweak maybe like uh, my fantasy league is another resource my fantasy league fantasy football league is a good one Uh, but we've usually gone with espn just because of its uh user friendliness again less options to customize um but uh i found it to be a good good platform um for people that most people would, would be able to access and it's free. Uh that, that's usually the optimal uh word as you're looking as you're a commissioner you you want to avoid paying fees for a platform. Uh that's always a good thing because it's less money that you're gonna have to ask other people to cover or for you to cover individually. And that's that's a you know a, a great resource there. Uh you use the keyword
1: free. Um and I would say you know if, if you're thinking about starting anything in your church. And you might look around and you're like, well, we don't have a gym. We don't have a fellowship hall. I don't even know where to start. This could be a very easy way for you to begin some sort of sports outreach and make it free and, and just try something. I would also throw this in because I know um, guys like Andre, you do a great job with themes for your different leagues and stuff like that. If you're already doing that for a basketball league, why not transition that over to a fantasy league? Make it easy on yourself. Uh, with the curriculum, with the themes, with the Bible verses that you already are using for a camp or a league so that this can be another arm of your ministry, a strategy where you're not crushing yourself trying to come up with something, uh, especially if you already have it. So, uh, Andre, let's, let's turn to you next. Tell us about some resources that you use to run your fantasy leagues.
4: Yeah, this, it's already been mentioned, but this book, um, Fantasy Foot- Football Fellowship, Bryce Johnson, Um, Picked that up years ago and just, I've, what I've used this for um, is that there's a devotion for every week of the season that just kind of goes along with that. And, and I haven't, I I've used what the, the theme of that season, I've tried to make it somehow personal, you know, whatever illustration he's, he's had, I know that it'll touch, you know, a little broader if, if I, use something that's going on in in my life or something I've seen in the church or something like that. And I've just used that as a base. And then we also, um, you know, along with that devotional, I tried to, uh, include each of the players in some way, you know, and Hey, here's, here's what the standings are. Here's the top player for this week and whose team they are. Here's, uh, the game of the week. And, um, try to take whatever game was really close or it was between two of the top teams and just give a little recap, something really, really short. I think this week uh, Samantha J lost by uh, less than a point because she had the, uh, what was it? Who who'd the Packers play? Oh, San Francisco. She had the 49ers defense and they gave up that last second field goal. And it took them into another bracket. And so I, you know, I just shared something like that along with it. And, um, and then I also started this, this year, worst coaching move of, of, of the week. And so I take who's ever on the bench who had the most points and, and it's just something fun. I got the worst coaching move of the, of the week this week with Dalvin Cook in my starting lineup. And, you know, just something fun, you know, that hopefully that people will laugh, not take too seriously. Although I've already got an email. I put down that so-and-so worst coaching move of the year that I think it was Brandon cooks was on the bench. And I got an email from one of the ladies in the, in the draft. He was in my starting lineup. Here's proof. I said, no, it was from the other league that did that coaching move happen. You were the smart coach that put him in this other, this other owner did not. Um, So anyways, that's, Again, this is this resource here. We use ESPN as well. It's free, and it's been really easy to use. And and the draft's gone good. So,
2: I think 100%. I would have won the uh, worst coaching decision award every week so far because Tom Brady is on my bench every week. But you know he's not hurting me if he's you know sitting on my bench. He can't hurt me. So, yeah,
4: he's found the fountain of youth.
1: Yeah, I only dive in. Oh, go for it, Dan. I say I want to dive in real quick because Andre, you mentioned your weekly emails. Now, do you use the ESPN feature there, like your chat feature for your league, or do you create something separate? How do you communicate with those?
4: Whenever the- they register, we have a database here at the church, uh, church community builder, that they'll form if they haven't, if they don't have a profile already. Uh, and then they'll go into a group. Hey, here's everyone that's in fantasy football. And they'll they'll receive an email through that. I don't go through the ESPN app. Uh, they get an email whenever, um, you know, whenever we do that weekly.
1: Cool. And that's, that's another great feature. If people do register, if your church does have a database, and I know sometimes those can be expensive too, but if your church does have one, and people sign up for that league, especially if they're not connected to your church. Well, now you have their email, right? And now you can send them different things. And then maybe a part of your strategy is, all right, when the fantasy football season is over, well, we have a Christmas Eve service. And that database should include marketing, so to speak, about your Christmas Eve service. Just an overall strategy there. I think that'd be really good. Andrew, tell us about resources that you have used in some of your terrible coaching moves. I'm three and
2: oh, so I wouldn't say I have very many terrible coaching moves. Um, So, yeah, other than unpacking it, like we already talked about fantasy football fellowship, um, you know, I use ESPN this year. This is the first year I've used it. And at first I was like, this is going to be horrible because it was giving us a ton of problems for people trying to join. Um, but we've, we've kind of figured it out now. And we, now that we know we'll have more time to get people help people get signed up for next year with it. But, um, you know, one, one other resource that is not necessarily fantasy football focused, but that can help you with, with doing this is, um, got, you know, look, go looking for, you know, NFL chaplains and follow them on, on Twitter. Um, find out what they're doing, get stories from them. Um, A good friend of mine who used to be on staff here with CSRM, also Garrett Price. He is huge within the fantasy football world. Um, Follow him at Dynasty Price. Um, He's a part of Dynasty Nerds, which is like the, I don't know what they're ranked anymore, but they're in the top 10 as far as um, fantasy football podcasts. He also writes for a fantasy football blog. His Twitter account, though he also uses, um, he's had to take a break a little bit this year, but most years he he does a weekly faith in football focus um, on there as well. He also shares he shares some fancy tips and, and tricks because I mean that that's his job, but he also does a good job of highlighting stories uh, that's coming out of the NFL. Um, other guys, uh, Doctor Derwin Gray, he was a linebacker um, for a while. Now he's a pastor. Um, real big within the multi-ethnic church movement, but he still is very active within athletics as well. And, and he's always sharing tips, um, stories from his playing days, things like that. Um, Steve Connor, who we just released an interview with him on Mystery Misfits this morning. Um, he'll be coming out on the CSRM podcast here soon. A lot of his stuff, he shares stories and rugged discipleship about how, you know, coaches came alongside him in his, his playing career uh, finding those kind of stories and highlighting them are a very good opportunity, one, for you and your sports ministry to be able to show show parents, show players. It's like, just, even if you want to go far within this sport, it doesn't mean that you have to disassociate yourself from your faith. And two, it also gives you a bunch of resources and material to be able to show whether it's your your you know your leadership team, whether it's investors, whoever it is, coaches, players, you're able to show them. Look, there's a much larger community than just our sports ministry, than just you know us associated with CSRM or the Reach Gathering. But there's a huge movement of athletes that are already doing this. Huge movement of pastors that volunteer their time to go and minister to these people and these players. Uh, it, it's a it's a nice way to be able to to kind of broaden the scope a little bit just from your little tiny league to this is much bigger than that, both in terms of fantasy football and in terms of gospel ministry, this is a much bigger movement than we probably realize.
5: Yeah, there's certainly a lot of uh, resources out there try to drop some just from what you guys said there in the chat box to pick up on. But if you have any uh, questions on those things, you can always uh, just contact CSRM and uh, chime in on, A variety of of networks that are out there and experiences that can point in a variety of different directions of different discipleship paths uh, and target groups uh, across the board there. So uh, check the website out or just uh, email CSRM and get in contact uh, with that. So as we come to a close in our conversation today, certainly a good way to network with people and have fun with it. Uh, Ryan, last last thoughts in terms of uh, today's conversation?
6: Can I ask uh, a question? Yes, yes. Go ahead, Steve.
5: And ask a question?
6: Yeah, I want to uh, really appreciate very much. Uh, I want to find out how fast people that have mentioned, all those resources. As you know, in Africa, that is the uh, sport to bring the people, unify the people together. And uh, it is much more easier to do the discipleship. And I would love to be part of that and uh, how should I get the resources in as far as uh, to see that uh, those resources reaching out to to the community. It is, I discovered that um, this is the best and easiest way to as you said, to have the fellowship as you know, and a sport to bring the people together which we speak one language in Africa. And I hope and trust that I really, really appreciate your resources as you mentioned and I want to find out how best I can be part of that and how best I can so the resources and especially, uh, for the that you have mentioned. thank you. Yeah, I'll
2: I'll jump in from the CSRM perspective here. Um, see, one thing I would recommend for you would be, you know, you can we go to the CSRM website, you can get the information there, but get a hold of uh, Bradley Barnes. Um, he's going to be okay. able to direct you to pretty much everything related to Africa, but more specifically for you, um, you know, American football probably isn't going to go far, um, but there is a movement of yeah. fantasy, fo- uh, fantasy football from a soccer perspective um, that that is growing. Um, I don't know if ESPN offers it yet, yeah. but I know there are a few uh, Yahoo, I believe still does. Um, honestly, FIFA, probably if you go to their website would be able to direct you to, you know, some different resources for that as well. Um, you know, and, and, you know, between, between Bradley, um, between, between, you know, hopefully some of the stuff we talked about here, you should be able to find something that would be usable there in Zambia. Um, in addition to, you know, just the stuff we're doing here.
6: Yeah, I appreciate you very much.
5: Yep. Very good. And I just sent you a little direct message about Bradley Barnes uh, and that. So very good. Good, good question I, there.
4: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't quite get the question, but I, I suppose just piggybacking off of what Andrew said was that sports is a great connector. I know that down in Haiti, uh, we couldn't speak the language. Um, and so we would interact, bonjour, bonsoir, and and then we would say that soccer player's name, Messi or Ronaldo, and then all of a sudden we made a connection point. All right, and see, just like that, I see a smile. Ronaldo or Messi, which one is better? And hey, we would have hey, we would hey, have these debates about which one was better, and and so that's what you know. That's kind of the basis of fantasy sports, right there. You know. Is your players that you pick better than his players that he picked, and um, you know, on a weekly basis, you can have that that conversation, and then all of a sudden, boom! Who knows where that conversation or that 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 you know relationship's going to go? So,
6: thank you very much. I really appreciate the resources.
4: So, so who is better, Ronaldo or Messi? Uh,
6: to me, as um, I'm, I'm a coach. I coach soccer. I'm really involved in soccer, so I look at the the gift, the ability of Messi. So to me, I, I look at the Messi who is uh, naturally talented. I uh, put on training, but uh, not as much as Ronaldo. Uh, I think of, uh, he do much. He do much of the practicing, and uh-huh. uh, Messi just comes out naturally. Adding to the to the uh, training, so to me, I think uh, mess is more natural in as far as uh,
5: soccer is concerned. good, yo. Yep. Yeah, don't. So I, I, I guess I can say this: don't bet against.
6: Okay. <laughs> That's why the the internet sometimes is cutting here. And there.
5: Yeah. Very good. All right. Uh, Ryan, any last closing closing thoughts? Uh, two
3: things. One is for Andrew and then one's for everybody. Uh, just a reminder, Tom Brady goes back to New England this week. So get him in your starting lineup. Oh, I already, so. I already made the switch. Don't okay. worry. So because you're going to want to get those vengeance points. Yes. Uh, I, so, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, just one, one bit of advice there. The other thing for everybody is when, when you're thinking about fantasy sports uh, as a part of your sports ministry, really capitalize on the fact that it truly is an inclusive opportunity to bridge the gap between gender, uh, between ability, between age. It's really one of the only things that can bring all people uh, together under one sports uh, environment. Um, So I just encourage you, think inclusively, uh, think all different people groups. When you bring everyone together, everybody wins. Uh, as you build those relationships. So think inclusive with this specific opportunity.
5: Andrew?
2: Yeah, I would say just in addition to what Ryan's talking about there of, you know, if you're, if you're going inclusive with your audience, then make sure you're inclusive with your staff also. Um, you know, this is an easy ministry integration point to get, you know, if you've got kids in the league, get your children's pastor on there. If, you're, if it's a youth league, get, make sure the youth pastor is in there and, and talking trash to the kids. Um, and even though that sounds like a joke, I'm 100% serious. You're, if your youth pastor is not trash-talking your kids in the fantasy league, then you're, you're doing it wrong. Um, you know, we th- those sort of things go a long way towards turning this from just a fun thing of we all get together and do this to where now all of a sudden we're seeing major, you know, major culture changes within our churches for the better. Um, You know, we talked about it last week or last month with the video games. It's the same thing here of if we are not doing ministry together within our churches and not all working towards the same vision and all, all willing to do what we need to, then it's, it's not worth, it's not worth the money. It's not worth the time. and It's not worth the stress.
5: Andre, how about you?
4: I just be careful about starting Tom Brady this week. I heard that Belichick had seven spies at their practice this week, and he knows the game plan already. So, be careful, Andrew, about starting Tom Brady.
2: You're not even in the league. You have nothing to worry about. <laughs> you didn't respond to my email, so.
4: Oh, did I get an email to be in that league? I, I, I can barely. I did try to do a couple leagues one year, and and it was just. I couldn't even keep track. Yeah. I'm, I'm lucky to get one.
5: All right, Dan. Well, we've got a few resources. We've got some uh, conversation in regards to biblically defensible uh, ideologies and how do we uh, put those into play uh, with this and create boundaries or market or uh, stigmas and what are some resources there and, and goals. I think it all, it, it goes, it always goes back to relationship and it goes back to the why. Yep. And uh, then you build out from there. And certainly we heard those kind of things in a variety of ways. So uh, your last thoughts as uh, we finish up today. Yeah, I just,
1: I think it's so encouraging to hear from all these conversationalists about these are very specific things that we can use in our strategies uh, to reach people, to make more disciples, uh, to be more inclusive. I love the things that Ryan just shared there. Uh, and there's tons of resources. And what I love about this too you know, Stephen brought up some questions. This is something that can translate really anywhere in the world as fantasy sports continues to to grow. Very specifically in other countries, you know, soccer is just just huge. So these are definitely um, some avenues that that we can use in order to to help our sports ministries grow, expand, um, even start something. Uh, and I, I mentioned a few different times. Maybe you don't know where to start. This could be your very easy answer. Of where to start especially if you have a good strategy going into it so we just want to encourage you uh, don't be afraid to reach out to any of the conversationalists who have spoken to you today i'm sure um through the recording there'll be some uh information on how to contact them if not check out their churches or their ministries and uh if you need their information and can't find it just reach out to one of us at csrm we'll be happy to get you in touch with them and uh yeah just just thank you to the conversationalists. Uh, We look forward to the next Tuesday talk, uh, which is always the last Tuesday of the month. And so that'll be uh, in October. And I'm looking up the exact date right now, October the 26th. And we will be talking about evangelistic disciple making. Uh, A lot of times we want to say, well, it's evangelism and it's discipleship. Well, why not have them both together as our strategy? So we'll be talking about that next month. Same time. And I uh, just want to thank everybody. I'll close us out in prayer. And uh, if you want to watch this recording, it'll come out uh, next Wednesday. And uh, be, be sure to share it uh, with those who may benefit from it. So, all right, I'll close us out in prayer here. Father, I do thank you. Uh, Lord, thank you that we can be super creative. Um, Lord, there's a lot of things that we can use, uh, Father, to make sure that we're doing our best to reach all people. And Father, the last two months, I've been very encouraged because, Father, there's very traditional ways to go about having camps and leagues. And Father, we want to keep doing that for sure. But there's, uh, there's some other ways, God, um, leveraging technology and resources on uh, video games and, and now fantasy sports, God, that just are really exploding in our culture. And Father, we want to redeem that for something good. We want to use that for something good. And so, Father, right now, may you put on our hearts and minds people who are disconnected from our churches and from our church services and even our sports ministries. Father, help us to leverage this as a way to connect with them, to build those relationships that we heard many different times. And, Father, to see them move from a fantasy league to hopefully our worship services and then hopefully into a small group and hopefully to truly become a fully dedicated follower of Christ. Um, So, God, give us Uh, creative ways to go about all this. We pray this movement would be something that could expand beyond our country, uh, beyond even just a a mega church, even to smaller churches that don't feel like they have a lot of resources. I pray we could could use this as a great strategy. Lord, I pray you bless everyone who's been on this recording. Uh, For those who will hear it later, And Father, may you continue to expand your kingdom through sports, rec, and fitness ministries. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Talks are a production of CSRM and their video production house, Overwhelming Victory Flicks. Dr. Greg Linville is our executive producer and Andrew Fouts is the associate producer. To find out more about Tuesday Talks or to join our next discussion live, visit overwhelmingvictory.org backslash Tuesday Talks. To find out more about Cool Spring Baptist Church, visit coolspring.org and to learn more about CSRM, visit csrm.org.